Hello, this is Pastor Bill at Solid Rock Bible Church. Got you uh, a little message today that I'd like to bring you. Uh, I've entitled this message. It's got kind of a kind of a different title here, but it's called "The Sly Little Foxes." Now, and you'll see where I get this title from after we get into this just a little bit. But this is so ever true about what's going on with us and our enemy, our adversary, you know, Satan. So, but uh, uh, I don't know if you have ever read Aesop's fable or not entitled The Fox and the Crow. I kind of took this uh, message from that fable and... uh, but listen to, to, to this little part here, and you'll see where we're going to go with this. It says, One morning a fox was out looking for something to eat, and he saw a crow sitting in a tree with a piece of cheese in his beak. The fox thought to himself, How could he get that piece of cheese from that crow? And his thoughts involved trickery. You know, just like Satan. And, it says, and he, he comes up, to the crow and he looks at that crow and he says what a charming creature you are said the fox and how your feathers shine oh what a beautiful form and what splendid wings you have such a wonderful bird as yourself you should have a very lovely voice since everything else about you is so perfect could you just sing one song for me and I know I shall call you Queen of all birds. Now the crow was overcome by pride because of the fox's flattery, and the crow began to sing in its loudest voice. But when, but when that crow started singing, that piece of cheese fell from her beak and straight into the fox's mouth. See, this fox had a plan. He is just like Satan. He's got his little tricks that he uses to deceive us, you know, there's a there, there's a scripture. It's out of it's out of Psalms. I mean, excuse me, not Psalms. Song of Songs, and it's a Song of Songs, chapter two, verse fifteen. It says, "To take or catch the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes." Even though the little fox may take on different forms. Behind all of them is the hand of Satan. There's those little foxes out here, those little schemes that the devil uses, and it's all done by the hand of Satan. You know, even Peter warns us about Satan and his sinister plans. In 1 Peter 5.8, listen to what Peter says. He said, be sober or be alert, be vigilant. Or he said, be on guard at all times. Because your adversary or your enemy, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. He is always looking for someone to devour. He's always out looking for someone to uh, use his schemes on to get them to sin. And uh, Peter called Satan a roaring lion. But you know, think about something. If Satan always came to us as a as a ferocious lion, we would become wise to him and easily detect him whenever he showed up. So sometimes Satan comes 
to us as a sly, harmless little fox. You know, it talks about you know how cunning and smart a fox is. Satan is very cunning and he's very smart, and he uses all his trickeries, his schemes, and everything to trick us in to committing sin. So, but you know, and to show you what I'm talking about, look at how Satan approached Eve in the garden. He didn't come in as a roaring lion. He simply came as a shy, harmless little fox. And look what he says here in Genesis 3.1. He says, Now the serpent was more subtle, more cunning or sly than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto Eve, or unto the woman, Yes, but has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? They can eat of any tree in the garden except one. See, he's using slyness. He's using trickery to to just turn around what God had said so that she would sin. And of course, that's what she did. And the woman said, yes, but God said you shall eat. And the woman said, excuse me, I I got off the line. And, And he said to the woman, Yes, but has God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Like I said, they can eat of any tree they wanted except that one tree. The word supple means to be shrewd, and Satan is very shrewd, cunning or sly, but it can, you know, but it can also mean to be sensible. Part of Satan's shrewdness is that he can make sin seem sensible. Like, hey, it's okay. This is not really a sin. I mean, you know, God knows that that you're a good person. God will understand. You know, Satan uses all kinds of little trickeries to talk you in or convince you to do things. Even in your own spirit and in your heart, you know it's wrong, but sometimes you still do it. See, that's how Satan works. Paul warns us of Satan's fox-like characteristics. When he says in Ephesians 6.11, listen to this. It says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks, the schemes of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. The word wiles refers to Satan's. It's his deceptions, his kindness, are his trickery. Paul tells us that, that Satan is able to transform himself and appear as an angel of light. Now 2 Corinthians 11.14 tells us, And do not marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Satan does not become light. He only makes himself appear to be light. The same as he makes sin seem to be okay. Satan is very cunning. He's very clever. He's very smart when he comes to us. You know, like I said a while ago, if he came at us all the time as a roaring lion, come in roaring, screaming, hollering, threatening, trying to scare us into doing something, pretty soon we would realize who Satan is real quick 
and our defenses would go up. But many times, like I said, Satan comes in just like a harmless little fox. No problems at all. You know, he just so cute, might say. You know, a little fox is cute. But he's very cunning. Just like this fox with that crow. Look how he used trickery to get that cheese from that crow. And well, Satan is just as clever and he's a whole lot more clever. See? But uh, as the, and, and, and as the scripture tells us, catch the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. We are to be wise. We're to learn how Satan uses deceptions tricks and to tempt us into sin. We should be alert, just like it says up here. Be alert. Be ready. Because Satan is going to show up on your doorstep. I guarantee you anytime he gets a chance, he is going to come against you. He will do anything he can to destroy you. You know that's what it tells us over in the book of John. John 10.10 10 says, For Satan comes only but to steal to kill, and to destroy. That is the only reason he comes, is to kill, steal, and to destroy. He wants, he wants to He don't mind killing God's Christian people. He wants to destroy our faith and our hope. He wants to do all this. He steals from us. You know, he will take and rob us of the blessings, if he can, that God has given us. We have to be alert. We have to be ready. We have to be on guard at all times. Because Satan's always watching for that opportunity. Just like that fox saw that opportunity with that crow. When that crow had that cheese and he wanted that cheese, he got it. We have to be careful whenever we're dealing with Satan. You know the only way to deal with Satan really is by the Word of God. Just like, just like Jesus dealt with Satan in, in, in the desert. Whenever Satan came to Jesus, you know, Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And then he was led into the desert to be tempted by Satan. What is the very first thing that Satan hit him with? Food. He looked at Jesus, and first of all, he kind of like, like he did with Eve. He wanted to, he said, If you are the Son of God... He was trying to put doubt even in Jesus' mind. If you be the Son of God, take these stones and turn them into rock. I mean, take these stones and turn them into bread. Take these stones and turn them into bread. See, he was trying to tempt Jesus to do something. And Jesus looked at Satan and said, Satan, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God for every word that proceeds out of God's mouth it's what we live by. It's what we should go by. No, we're to live by the word, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know, Satan cannot come against, he'll try, but he cannot come against the word of God. What did Satan do whenever Jesus came to him with the word of God? It said he left him for a season or he left him for a time. Now Satan will return. Matter of fact, in that in, in, in that series right there, Satan came to Jesus a total of three times it tells us about. And each time that he came, Jesus used the Word of God and he left. 
So we have to learn what the Word of God is. Get that Word of God down in us. So when Satan attacks us and comes against us, we can come to him with the Word of God and he will have to leave you. We can rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. And it says that he must flee. Now he will come back. But you know, Satan, is he is so destructive. He hates God's creation so much that he's not going to give up on you. Most people think, and I have told them, when they come to me one time, I was talking to a man, he says, you know, Bill, when I accepted Jesus Christ into my life, when I become a Christian, I thought all my troubles, my problems were over. I was through with Satan. No, that's when Satan comes against you even harder. When you accept Jesus Christ, Satan is going to try to turn you away from him. He's going to do everything he can, but I'll guarantee you what, you stay with, with Christ and you will have victory. Matter of fact, you really, if you're just thinking about it, you already have the victory. Jesus defeated Satan on the cross. We already have the victory. We just have to claim it. We have use it and we have to stand in that victory and not let Satan destroy us to convince us to leave God. You know, that's what's happened in a lot of churches today. That Satan has, has done things. People have become angry at God. God, this was your fault. Satan did this and you let it happen. Well, no, Jesus didn't let it happen. We let it happen. We let Satan get a hold of us. If we would have stood strong in the Lord, you know, and I'll be honest with you, and I'm mad any pastor can tell you that they probably are trying to get beat up more by Satan than anybody else because they're bringing you God's Word. They are lifting God up, and Satan is going to try to destroy that. I fight Satan daily. Even out in this world, talking to people, Satan will try to uh, make me think, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. Satan has made me think before. When a person come to me, they was a little belligerent, they was kind of hateful, and it was just like, one of the things that would hit me, said, well, I don't even need to talk to this person, they ain't going to do no good. They're not going to listen. They've already got their mind made up. But you know, I have talked to people, sit down, and then they would start talking, and before you know it, Man, we was having one of the greatest conversations about Jesus Christ. They was interested. They wanted to know. But they didn't really know how to approach. They didn't know the questions to ask. People think, you know, everybody thinks that everybody knows about Jesus. There's a bunch of people that don't know about Jesus. They don't understand who Jesus is. They don't understand what Jesus can do. The changes that He can make in your life. The way He can turn your life around. The way He can get you off of drugs. The way He can just, like I said, totally turn your life around. Turn it toward Him. And change your life forever. And you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. Except through me. What's He saying? He is saying that you must believe that I am the Son of God. That you have to accept me as your Lord and Savior before you can get to God. 
For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe upon His Son shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We have to believe upon Jesus Christ, and then we have everlasting life. You know, we need to get Jesus in our life. He can turn our life around. He can change us. There's a scripture, and I, and I, probably, I probably said this last time I was up here, but this scripture means so much to me. Because when I read it, I, I thought, there, Bill, there's no hope for you. The way you've grown up, the way you've lived your life, the things you've done, God will never accept you or take you back or take you into His fold. And that is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, any man who is in Christ or accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, therefore any man who is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. He becomes a brand new person. All the old things in your life have passed away. In other words, you have no more sin. That sin is gone. God does not see it anymore. You have become a brand new creation. You are a new creation in God and all the old things in your life have passed away. You're starting all over. It's like you have never sinned. It's like, it's, it's exactly what it is. You are a brand new creature. Just like Jesus told Nicodemus. Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must become new again before you can enter the kingdom of God. And that's, that's exactly what, what it is when, when we accept Jesus Christ. We are being born again. We become a new creation, a new person. We have no sin. And two, when we come to Jesus and we confess that sin, He takes that sin, He says He casts it as far as the east is from the west. He never remembers it again against us. He never brings it up to us. He doesn't throw it in our face. It's gone. We have to get Jesus Christ into our life. If you're going to win and you're going to battle Satan, you better get some help. And the best help you can get is Jesus Christ into your life. You know, when you accept Jesus Christ, you know what happens? The Holy Spirit of God comes and lives on the inside of you. That Holy Spirit leads you, guides you, directs you. He, he, he counsels you. He shows you things. He said, He will bring all things to remembrance of what Jesus has told you. The Holy Spirit, I don't, I don't know how in the world I would ever live without that Holy Spirit being on the inside of me. That Holy Spirit is one of the most comforting things or persons. I love it when I feel that Spirit move in me. And uh, that's what we all have to do is to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in order to have eternal life and to come into the grace of God. Without Christ, your sins cannot be forgiven. You know, so let me ask you just one question. Is there some little foxes running around in your life right now? Is there some things, is there some tricky, is there some things going on? Is Satan trying to trick you and talk you into doing some things right now? Now's the time to catch those little foxes and do something with them before it's too late. You know what you do? You accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You accept Him. And Jesus Christ will take care of those little foxes in your life. And that way you won't be falling for Satan's tricks. 
schemes, but you will be aware of them. We all need to have Jesus in our life. I tell you what, when I was looking at this, it brought back so much stuff that I used to do, and I was just so thankful. I just all I could do was sit there at my desk and just say, "Lord God, thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for taking me out of that slimy, miry pit and setting my feet upon a solid rock. That solid rock is Jesus Christ. Are you on the solid rock?" Or are you in that sinking sand? You know, you're going to have to make a choice. I pray that you will ask Jesus to come into your heart and to place you on the solid rock. Well, I'm going to close out. I just wanted to bring you this. And, you know, we all know that Satan is after us daily. But would you all pray with me? Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you that you're showing us what the enemy's like, how he can be sly, cunning, deceptive, to trick us into doing things. But Lord, when we have your Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, automatically red flags start going up when Satan is trying to do something. We know right away who it is, and Lord, we can rebuke him in your name. We can start calling upon the name of Jesus. And Lord, You know, that is a name that Satan cannot come against. That is one of the most, that is the most powerful name. It says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Do you realize even Satan himself is going to kneel before God, before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and confess him as Lord? He is. We need to confess Him right now as our Lord and as our Savior. Receive Him. Ask Him to come into our life. If you haven't done this, you're missing out. You're going to say to yourself, why haven't I ever done this before? Why have I waited so late? I know I asked myself that many times. And the answer I got, and you may get the same answer. I said, I'm going to I said, I said, God, why did you wait so long to draw me to you? And you know what I got? He says, Bill, you just simply wasn't ready. But when I was ready, I ran down to that altar and I accepted Christ. That's the best decision I ever made. It'll be the best decision you ever make is accepting Jesus Christ. So I want to close now and just say thank you all for being here. I hope you'll be back next week and uh, have something else for you. But each time I do, it's going to be about Jesus Christ, about the cross, about salvation, and how bad you need Jesus. So thank you for tuning in. See you next week. God bless each and every one of you.